Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. You gotta put some gravy on that. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Laugh Button Network, thelaughbutton.com. Today's guest is a returning guest from episode 76 of this podcast. He is a professor of journalism at Iona College, a devout Yankees and Islanders fan, and a writer of screenplays in his spare time bow down neil the bard returneth speak the speech i pray thee let the words flow trippingly from thy tongue it's mitchell bard lenny was standing up on the table when he read that (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could have seen that shouldn't i be holding like a mini head or something when i it's an old old guy version of dead poet society (laughs) (laughs) um iona college famous this week for rick patino yeah. Great basketball coach or shady operator, Mitchell? Is it either or? Can it be both? It can be both. <laughs> it can be both. So, how do you feel about having him on your faculty? Oh wow, he's on the faculty. That's a great point. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, Iona talks a lot about its mission and about how important it is that we, you know, help people and all these other things. So I wasn't quite sure how Rick Pitino fit into that mission, but it's fun. <laughs> uh, well, you know, a winner. You know who you're rooting for. <laughs> he Come, bring, <laughs> he, he brings is a winner. Wins. He brings wins. And I'm sure there's, there's some winner. pretty girls running around. Have they started building a new stadium yet? <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh they they did they, they did a major renovation of the gym just for him oh my god yeah uh, yeah that's what i was telling oh that's funny that you yeah. said that because i was saying to gina i go i bet you they play in this little tiny gym yeah and then boom they do. Uh, pretty soon it's be... a much nicer tiny gym now oh wow i, I bet they'll be playing the garden pretty soon yeah <laughs> could be <laughs> mitchell with the name the bar do you feel the name the need to live up to the word smith existence thus journalism Oh wow, that's deep. No, I used to when I used to spell my name for people. I used to say, you know, it's, you know, B A R D, Bard, like Shakespeare. And just too many people in a row looked at me like I was speaking a foreign language, and I stopped using the reference. And I now disavow any relationship between my name and 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 my writing activity. Well, maybe you're just hanging out with Mo Rounds, as we like to say. <laughs> it's possible. Um, we let's talk about your pandemic. How's it going? We had you on one year before. Literally, we had you on one year exactly before the lockdown, and now it's literally one year post pandemic. How weird is that? It's you were in the right oh. in the middle. Um, yeah, that's that, that's bizarre. And I was just thinking like how much life has changed. The last time I did it, I was inside of your apartment. That's right. In a in a small room with the two of you. That's yeah. right. Nobody wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and you think about that now, and you're like, "Oh, I would never do that now." You yeah, know, everything is so, you know. Um, I mean, are there, uh, I, are there any other words for this than "what the fuck happened"? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where over and over again, I find myself saying, you know, what the fuck? It's 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 just and we and but what's interesting about it is we just kind of go on, you know. Like I I uh, I, I dropped my son off at school the other day, and I'm and I'm driving back to my apartment, and you know, there's a radio ad for like some like most ridiculous like you know buy this kind of thing, and I was like, we really have not changed, you know. It's like oh, we have a pandemic that kills half a million people. It's like oh, we're still going to sell shit. Just put a mask on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We just so keep going like, on. Yeah, so everything's changed, but like everything just keeps going in this kind of zombie-like way. It's bizarre. Yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, but how for you in particular? You're going on. Obviously, you're you're teaching, but do you teach from via Zoom or you're in now going back or? Yeah, so that's bizarre because when the when the pandemic first hit, we went fully Zoom for the rest of that semester. So from March through the end of the spring twenty semester, and then when the numbers started to go down. You know, in the spring into summer, the, they announced we're coming back on campus and they're going to have a great new system where it's called mixed mode, where some of the students will be in class with you and some of the students will be on Zoom. And I was I was immediately a little suspicious. So they installed these owl cameras right. in every room, 360 degree cameras with microphones. And the idea was that the students in the class and the students on Zoom could see and hear each other as if they were all in the same room. <laughs> what they didn't count on is if you say to a group of 18 to 21 year olds that you can go into class or you can roll out of bed in the morning and turn on your computer, which are you going to do? What do you think they're all going to do? <laughs> so wait, you're teaching so, to no one? Teaching to like one person. So yeah, so this morning uh, I had a class. There are 19 students in the class. There was one in the classroom with me and 18 on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing in an empty classroom wearing two masks, uh, and, the, and the people at home are hearing me speak through two masks while they look at an, an image on screen where I'm taking up like a quarter of the screen where they can barely even <laughs> oh see Oh my me. God, that's crazy. So does, that a guy in the, does a guy in the class yeah. automatically get the A? Though? I agree. Does he get the A? <laughs> that is Lenny Marcus yeah, right there. Yeah, that's me. I'm the one guy in that room. Neil is in bed, yeah. no pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have to say that what it creates is this weird, I used the word once before, but I'm going to use it again, zombie college. Because I'll walk down the hallway from the classroom to my office, and you pass classrooms, and inside the classrooms are teachers teaching their hearts out with zero, one, or two people in the classroom. <laughs> so it's like this. <laughs> so if you didn't know, if a Martian came down and looked at this, be like, why are those people talking to the other person as if there's 30 people in the room? I don't understand. It's, now, can the teachers give it, can the professors give it back to them and just be like, okay, I'm forget this, I'm doing it from home then, if that's how we're going to yeah, play exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. If that's how we're going to play it. not allowed. We are not allowed. In fact, the one with this first was introduced to us back last summer, one of the professors asked on this big, you know, Zoom call with 200 faculty members, you know, if the students get to choose, why don't we get to choose? Oh, and uh, the, answer was that, um, the answer was that um, it's just like being at a um, fast food restaurant where the cashiers have to be there to wait on the customers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I thought you were going to say that so, guy's now yeah. at Marist. I thought you were going to say that guy is now <laughs> at a fast food restaurant yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. behind a counter. Well, wait, what are uh, the only. what are the people looking at you on Zoom? Are they can you feel like they're enthralled or are engaged or Exactly. Not, not That's really. one of my they're questions. Kind of like have, looking at you. Have you been able to teach or have students gotten more apathetic or more cynical? 
it's much harder to get their attention when they're on Zoom. They're surrounded by, if they're doing it from the dorms, they have like 74 friends around them. You see them talking off to the side while you're in <laughs> class. If they're, even if they're home, you know, they have like friends, family, you know, I, I had a, um, I had a, I have to, you know, advise the students every semester as to what they should take the next semester, the ones that are majoring in journalism. And I, you know, had a student, um, uh, an advisement meeting and, uh, and the student was in, in, in the car and I'm like, oh, is this a bad time? You know, we could do it a different time. And she said, no, no, this is just in the driveway outside of my house. It's too hectic inside. I needed some peace and quiet. So, you know, it's also, it's not just that they're like, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, how you learn when you feel like you can't even have a meeting with your professor at home, you have to go to the car, you know, it's, uh, if my it's son, if, if my son or daughter is at home taking classes and I'm next to him the, technically I'm getting the journalism degree at the same time uh, that, is true. Oh, that is true a little loophole in the system in fact, uh, I, I like Neil that you're so ambitious that you'd be listening. If I can't get the kids to listen, how am I going to get the parents? To listen? <laughs> yeah, like, First of all, Neil's never going to listen. If I could put that on my resume, <laughs> uh, no, but I just put it on my resume. That's a big resume. Oh, you you uh, you annexed uh, yeah. class or whatever <laughs> yeah, that's no, called. I'll just say I got the degree. It sounds better. Wait, so so what about how much of your how much have you had to talk about this pandemic during during this? Like, have you had to change what you're teaching? Wait, well, I'm going to talk about oh, that in the next oh, segment. Okay, Thank okay. you. Never I mind. Just, I jumped the gun. I you jumped the gun. gun. We're going to talk about that. I just want to, in college in general, though, um, th uh, these kids are paying full tuition to have the worst college experience. Is this a nightmare for them as well? Yeah, I mean, but to look at it, I mean, they have the option to come out of class, you know what I mean? And they're choosing not to. So it's not like we're telling them they can't. You know, mm -hmm. that, that semester where we closed up from March to the end of the semester, I can understand a parent making the argument, you know, I'm paying for school and you're giving it over Zoom and, you know, et cetera. But, like, now it's, it's you really can't blame us. I mean, I'm here. I'm sitting there in the classroom. It's, right. You know, I, I'm not barring the students at the door. At the door. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm there. If they want to come, they can come. But, you know, they're voting with their Zoom buttons. Did you get a vaccine? I did. I've had both vaccines. I am fully vaccinated. Oh, okay. Any uh, side effects we should know about? Uh, did you have I a did nightmare? grow a third hand. Is that not normal? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, <laughs> I think nice. I had a kind of typical, a typical kind of response to my second one. I know, Lenny, you said I, I listened to last week's show, and you said you had your first, but not your second yet. Is right. That what you said? Yes. And Neil, you've had both. I did both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what Neil's experience was. Mine was that uh, I, I had the shot at 8 o'clock on Friday morning, and I felt normal. I taught a class, and then around 3.30, everything just started to get weird. I had like, a headache. I was, I was, like, tired. And, like, I just – and I literally – I was in this uh, Zoom meeting for Iona, and I just, like – Kind of exited off the Zoom meeting and went to sleep. And then when I woke up Saturday morning, I felt like I was hungover, you know? And mm -hmm. I, I went to band practice. I played three hours of rock music, so I was obviously okay. And then Sunday, it was like nothing happened, so. Yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. what my experience was. I just felt like I had, like, worked out way too much the next day. I, like, was, like, yeah. super sore and kind of, like, yeah. groggy. Uh, Gina got it I really bad. I went the next day, just a little groggy, you know what I mean? A little, like... Like I said, like I felt like I was hungover. That's what I really felt like. Yeah, that's what Gina had that like day three. Yeah, unfortunately, she got, she got it bad. Oh really? Yeah, she got it bad. Yeah. Oh well, because everyone is saying that like by day three, it's like it never happened, and she had it all the way to day three. Oh, that's uh, she had like okay, the first day she was. But it's also because she's married to Lenny, so that's <laughs> that <different>. does hurt. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. That does hurt. <laughs> that adds to the pain. That's yeah, we call that a moderating variable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. something. Like that. That's that's the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't account for the crying. Anyway, um, 
we <laughs> no, Wait, she had it at two o'clock in the morning. That was the thing. She had like you know what? Oh. She had like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and then she was fine in the morning when she woke up. And then by two in the afternoon, she was curled up a nightmare. And then the yeah. whole next day, she was just exhausted. So she, the first day was really, really bad. Wait, so I have a question. Yeah. Do you feel confident now that you could uh, teach a class in front of a full classroom as long as maybe everybody obviously would have mask on now that you have the vaccine and you're going against college kids kind of? Is that Do you feel that or no? I'm you feel safe? I mean— Honestly, I mean, this is more just me. I think it's definitely not a statement on Iona or anything. Yeah. But like, no, I mean, I'm still acting as if I didn't have the vaccine. I wear yeah. two masks, and, you know, the CDC says to wear two masks. I'm wearing two masks. So when I go into that classroom, I have a, a surgical mask and a cloth mask over it. I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know, with the variants and stuff, we, you know, I don't I, – I, look, the one thing about science, I, I am a completely – I respect science beyond belief, but because I do this, I mean, I, I'm a social scientist. I use the scientific method. What you know is that you never know everything. You're, everything is what we know now, and then we keep doing more research to, to refine that. And and you know, so being a scientist knows that no, you know that you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. to me, it's like, I, I you know, as well as long as there's this many cases and everything, I'm glad. Trust me, I'm very grateful for the vaccine. Don't get me wrong, but I am living my life exactly the same way. I haven't eaten in, in, inside of a restaurant since the pandemic. Uh, that yeah, was, that was my next question. That was my next question. Now I'm regretting my no. decision to go eat inside that restaurant. Yeah, Neil Damn had it. dinner inside. A I overshot, that. I think, a little bit. Yeah, I, you I did. Bad You're a moron. Um, <laughs> but the good news is you got to spend more time with your son during the pandemic, and I know you love that. I did. I did. It was fun, you know, because he was home from school. Now he's still home. Uh, he only goes to school two days a week, although they're going back five days at the end of the month. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it, I, I look, I, I, for, it, for the last year, the only places I've been indoors really have been, you know, my home, school, and once a week for when I play music. And other than that, it's like I just I, I'm outdoors. I mean, if I'm going to see somebody, I don't go indoors. Yeah. Well, I just don't. Occasional stores, and that's about it. Yeah. Basically, it's crazy because I always think everyone's doing stuff, and then I realize every no. time I talk to everybody, no one's doing anything. Nobody's doing anything. Everyone's still stuck inside. It's crazy. You got to do the same thing. That's why I said it's no different. You just I forgot about the vaccine. To be honest with you, I'm doing the same exact thing. I forgot that I got it. Like I should have more peace of mind. Not really. Um, Plus, in like a month, it's going to be warm out, and you can do things outside again. And that was the, you know, that's how you kind of, you know, if my, you know, even through the winter, my son was having outdoor masked play dates, you know, because they could mm -hmm. run around the field even if it's twenty degrees or whatever, you know. But like, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's. I, I mean, I'm certainly going to, you know, with the warm weather coming and we can be outside and everything. I, I'm not ready to pretend that everything is okay. No, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I just had a thing happen where I ended up being in the hospital, not myself, but somebody I knew, and I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> Like, you don't want to go there. That's all I know. Yeah. It's like, whatever you do, you just don't want to end up in the hospital emergency room. It was absolute <clears throat> shenanigans. Yeah, chaos. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, what what uh, music are you indoctrinating your kid into these days? What's the band? I know you do this with him. You make him... Yeah, well, he does. He plays... He's he's getting to be better than me. He's he's a hard rock dude. So his favorite bands are Black Sabbath, ACDC, The Clash, oh, Green Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so he's... Uh, 
He's the band he's in at his school of rock this semester is grunge. So he's like singing a Nirvana song. He's singing a Soundgarden song. He's playing drums on a Nirvana song. He's playing drums on a whole song. You know, it's it's fun. Oh, that's good. Oh, nothing, wow. nothing like rape me in your house. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. I'm sorry. Nothing like singing rape me around the house for your grunge band. Yeah. Well, luckily, much thanks to School of Rock, that's not the Nirvana song you're doing. <laughs> although, <laughs> although I printed out the lyrics to Black Hole Sun for him, and I'm reading it. I'm like, they're asking a 10-year-old to sing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you watch what you're doing. It's dark, man. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> and while we have you, so Yankees predictions, you've seen everything that's gone on. Nobody's that hurt yet, just Britain. So give me a quick Yankee rundown. So Predic- my, my quick Yankee rundown is the way everyone in the American League stopped trying to win at the same time. Yeah. So the Yankees are, are, are like the last team standing. So I think they have to be the favorites to win the American League. The only thing is, if you're in the last year or two of your window, right, because, you know, two years, Judge is a free agent, Sanchez is a free agent, you know, all, you know, all of the, uh, they're really in a position, even Severino's deal is up in two years. You know, if you figure this is the window, these two years are the window, mm-hmm. and what did the Yankees do? They cut $45 million off their payroll. So yeah. as a Yankee <laughs> fan, it's like, seriously, really? But I still think that other teams quit more than Yankees quit, so... Uh, so I think the Yankees have to they have to be the favorites to win the American League. I think anything less than winning the American League is a failure this semester. Oh, uh, that's for sure. I miss Tanaka. That that that's gonna hurt. But and you better yeah. be right on Corey Kluber or I'm gonna be so mad. So I don't know, maybe tell me if I'm just being too like negative here, but when my prediction when they signed Kluber my first thought was it's like Troy Tulowitzki all over again. Like I think that I, I, I have I have a prediction that in my head he is not going to like he is not going to pitch 40 innings this year and those 40 innings are going to be bad innings i'm gonna i'm gonna stay optimistic from so far what i've seen in spring training he uh he definitely is a a crafty individual so i don't think he throws hard enough to get hurt again and from what (laughs) david Cohn was saying like the where his injury was whatever it is and one was a fluke he got hit on the wrist and broke yeah, his arm. And then the but one the shoulder wasn't. The shoulder wasn't, but it wasn't part of the rotator. It was in the back, this little thing. So it, it's like that took a while to heal. So it kind of helped him that he got hit on the wrist, probably. So I think they'll be okay. It's just okay. You got him for one year. Now what? What if he's awesome? You know, and play that game. Yeah. But all right. Yeah, and, and there's no see. money coming off the books for next year. So yeah. it's, it's not like it's not like this is oh, if we get through this year, we can spend big next year. I'm gonna. Spe- well, then again, there, there probably won't be a next year anyway, though. So I'm gonna speak for Neil. Um, Watching Gary Sanchez another year will hurt very much. <laughs> I know. Uh, we just we are done. So this one, he, they got to get something out of that guy this year because I have a feeling by midseason it's all gonna go down the drain. Austin Wells, everybody's I, coming. Wait, can I be your Yankee shrink for just one second with Sanchez? Go ahead. Yep. Bottom line is, major league catchers suck. There's like four good ones, and everyone else is awful. Mm-hmm. So. It doesn't matter if he's, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be batting him third or fourth, you know, and he's going to be better than, he's going to be better than more starting catchers than he, than he's not, even if he's the crappy version of Sanchez. So. All right. Well, you know. well, I can't wait till he's just flailing away at curveballs. Oh, he's perfect for the Pirates. <laughs> he's a perfect Pittsburgh Pirate. <laughs> he is. He's, oh man. He had 30 home runs yeah, for the Pirates. The guy's sounds amazing. Well, I, I call me crazy and we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, call me crazy. I like my catchers who can catch i know that's nuts i know that's crazy but that's my thing all right let's move on 
All right. The second corner I want to do today is, um, since you're a, a journalism professor, I want to talk about media and journalism. So now, okay, how do I frame this so we can get it going? Um, from what we've seen since the last time you've here, you're here, um, are journalism and propaganda now the same thing? Is my first question. I thought okay. you were going to go. Absolutely not. <laughs> the question that I think you want to, I'm going to reframe your question. Go ahead. Right, or, oh, right, I like, like that. You know, I like that. <laughs> and and that is, it's like, can we tell the difference between who's doing journalism and who's doing propaganda? Yes, and that's part of my question. What's supposed? What are we supposed to believe? You have Tucker Carlson saying there's no evidence that Trump was responsible for the riots. Now, that if he's going on TV and saying stuff like that, um, are they? A, are they? Uh, they're not journalists. That's not the facts yeah. of what happened. So how do you right? How do you teach this? I teach this that that I teach journalism, and I say right out the first day when we're describing like you know they have a current events assignment where they have to pick the two biggest news stories of the week and they have to post it onto this class you know discussion board and everything, and they have to link to news articles. And I go through a whole class explaining what is a news article. I said if it's somebody who's on TV on Fox News at night, they are not journalists. They are giving you their opinion. Oftentimes, the opinion will be based on things that are not true. This is not journalism. If you want to talk about journalism, journalism, they know that they have to cite to like newspapers like or or like wire services like the Associated Press or things like that, that they're not allowed to use Fox News or even MSNBC links for that matter, you know, when they're talking about news articles. I said that's opinion and we can argue whether or not there's a role for opinion and what the role of fact and and propaganda and all that other stuff is, but but journalism is journalism, and and what those guys do is certainly not journalism. What Newsmax and OAN and and now Fox News really for the most part, the only journalist they had, they pretty much fired. Right, the guy who who on their news desk who called Arizona for Biden is is no longer with Fox News. You know, they, <laughs> they've moved on those folks. But you what? So, you know, is the opinion pieces or that television taking over and making your life? harder to teach this much harder because because now on social media so i'm going to sound like 140 years old for a minute so just bear with me right? Right. when you picked up a newspaper right right you open up the first page you knew you were in the news section and what you're getting was news and if you flipped a few more pages and in big letters it said on the top edit, editorial or opinion or op-ed you're like oh okay these are columnists telling me what they think or or what the paper thinks. And you keep flipping and it says sports. Okay, now I'm in the sports section. But that doesn't exist anymore. You go on Twitter and you start scrolling through, especially if you're not, you don't do a good job of who you follow, and especially if you follow your friends and they're morons, right? And you get this, you get this whole um, cavalcade of information that's coming from 12 different places and you don't know where it's coming from. Is that headline you're seeing from a respected newspaper or is it coming from Tucker Carlson? On, on social media, you can't tell the difference. Well, in right? social, well so that's the challenge. Well, what is what are respectable news sites? If you if some of these people, okay, here's a question. A lot of these news organizations, by trying to stay, even the New York Times, they've been guilty of you know they're trying to stay fair and balanced and listening yep. to both sides. So both sides get angry. How could they? You know, uh, if you're on the right, you're like New York Times is just a bunch of liberal douchebags, and if you're on the left, like right. how dare you ever post anything by anybody on the right? on your paper. So 
What is that? What is the Times responsibility? Lenny's asking for help, is what he's saying. Please help the world. <laughs> I'm just so saying, please make a, it better. That's been a big criticism. Yeah. So the, the big criticism of the Times, which has been a bigger critique in a bigger sense of objectivity as a way of doing journalism, has been exactly what, what Lenny just said. So there's a guy named Wesley Lowry, who's a journalist, who wrote a, um, an, an opinion piece in the, in the Times in, in, after the you know, after the protests, uh, um, the, 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 the Floyd protests over the summer, and he said objectivity is racist. He said because in this whole race to give both sides, one side isn't telling the truth, and sometimes you say things that are less true. His example is like an officer-involved shooting. Mm-hmm. It's not an officer-involved shooting. The cop shot someone. If you go to facts and you go to accuracy, the cop shot somebody, right? right. That's the way you would say it. But, but, but in, this, in, this, in this effort to try to appear as if you are objective, um, you know, we say, uh, they, not we, but the time says officer-involved shooting in a, in a passive, what we call passive voice. Who's the person who's responsible? We don't know. It's not in the, it's not in the text. But it's interesting because then um, there's, a, there's a famous book called Elements of Journalism that's like kind of like, a, I don't use it, but it's, it's, it's known to be like the basic textbook of what like goes into journalism. And it's written by the, the two guys, Kovach and Rosenstiel. And Rosenstiel tweeted Lowry's article and said, I like this, except here's what I have to say. And it was like a, a 20 tweet thread. And he said, if you do object, objectivity right, you don't do what the Times did. If you do ob- objectivity right, you report that the officer shot somebody because you're just reporting the facts of what happened. Yeah, but you don't that, have to give. That, that's where we are now. I mean, that that's the, it's very slowly seeped into this, like the once people sort of browbeating the New York Times into changing journalistic ethics right so like what at some point doesn't new york times go we're the fucking new york times let's do journalism correctly yeah i mean i would support the new york times doing journalism correctly is that the controversial take we're taking now (laughs) i guess i don't i'm just saying it's it's disheartening when you watch when you watch all of yeah how much do you feel like how much do you feel like in the last four years uh he affected the New York Times by just just saying it fake, browbeating it, fake, and yeah, fake, 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 fake. fake, 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 is, fake. It, is like is is half the country ever going to read the New York Times again without realizing? It's, I mean, thinking it's fake? No. Or, or, what do you think? No, of course I see that. So that's the problem right now. So, I mean, again, I'm going to sound 140 years old again. Like, there's always been policy debates between Republicans and Democrats, and there's always been, you know, efforts to to kind of fudge the truth and and, and things like that. But I have never seen the debates. You can't have policy debates anymore because because of the rise of right wing propaganda machine. There there is a entirely separate set of quote-unquote facts that they believe that has no basis in reality, right? So, like, when I used to fight with my, not fight, that's too strong a word, when I would, like, debate with my Republican friends about whether we should raise or lower taxes or whether there should be more of a social safety net or whatever, it, it's not like the, my, my Republican friends would say, well, you know, the Martians come down and take care of them, you know, because we agreed with what the situation was. We differed on what's the best way to, to yeah. remedy the situation. Now, how do you have a discussion when you walk in and say, like, well, you know, I think that we need should do this to help people because of COVID. And the response is COVID is fake. It was developed by the Chinese and the Democrats are in on it to hurt President Trump. Like, how do you respond to that? Right? <laughs> no, like, yeah, exactly. You know, Sad. you walk away. That's really all you can do is walk away. And, and, that, and then you don't have the debate and you don't, you know, I mean, we have people, we have QAnon people in Congress. Yeah. Like, we have pe- people in Congress that were aiding and abetting the people coming into the, the Capitol like, and, and rioting. I don't understand 
how you move, you go on from that. So to answer your question, Neil, it's a tremendous challenge. It's been a tremendous challenge for four years to teach journalism. I, you know, before Trump, I no one knew my politics. My students didn't know my politics right. because I would never bring that into the classroom, and I still don't. Because I, but I have to preface it by saying you can vote for wherever you want, but you, but but what 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 the what President Trump has done to journalism is wrong, and I'm always going to defend journalism, right? And it's not a political take to say that you shouldn't say that that journalism is the enemy of the people. But you know, it, traditionally, do you feel that you know, your job is like not in jeopardy? But you'll get some couple crazy conservative children in there you would think listening to your class and they can just spin everything you say is like well no these you know if they believe in a different set of facts and they think they're you know they have journalistic integrity from that uh headspace so i mean are they getting pissed off at your grading system when you're like no those weren't the facts if they live on alternate like how would you grade if kellyanne conway took your class you know what I mean? And she believes in a completely separate set of facts. Those are alternative facts. And that's not what we believe. That's not what happened. Well, the crowd size wasn't I mean, bigger. You know, like what? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, when I've gotten, you know, papers from when I say like, you know, assess this reading, you know, tell me the main idea of this reading and, and the evidence and then relate it back to what's going on in journalism today. And you get to that last part and people have said, you know, completely batshit crazy things. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, what do I do? It's like, you know, well, if they got the reading right and they understood the reading, you know, I'm not going to like take points off because they're, you know, living in la la land. I don't really have a situation where I'm quizzing people as to whether, you know, COVID is real. That's not like something I would put on a test, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't, but, but I do read a Occasionally in papers, people saying, you know, I am once in the current events thing had someone say this was a couple of years ago, like, um, the, you know, the, 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 you know, it was one of the time, one of the 4000 times that the Republicans tried to repeal Obamacare. Mm -hmm. And the way the person wrote it on, in the summary was the Republicans are doing the smart thing and trying to overturn the worst law ever passed in the United States. That's damaging <laughs> <the American>. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I, I mean, I that's, said, that's that not an objective description. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But I think somehow, I don't know how this happened. I, I guess I got to give the, the Republicans, or Fo it's really Fox News' fault, that somehow they made normal liberal. And so the, there was always normal. And somehow they've taken normal out of the picture. So there's now, no if, there's no middle. If they say liberal. Yeah. If they describe someone as a liberal, that's really normal. That's normal people now. Yeah. No. And well, so Neil thinks no, is a moderate. Yeah. There. Well, we're normal people. We all, be, we all want normal things. All of us do. And we're not we're not necessarily liberal. We weren't liberal. Liberal was somebody that was on a boat. Yeah. Trying to save the uh, <laughs> the, save whales. the whales. Yeah. You know that yeah. was like that guy's really liberal. I like that. Now but, you're a socialist. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So you're a socialist. I, they've Tree-hugging piece of shit. But they didn't shift it the other way, so the other way keeps moving fo forward, and we're moving backwards, and that's a problem. Does no, but sense? in the other in the other way, Neil, like the uh, I was like a conservative. It was like, okay, I had an idea in my head. I didn't think like complete fucking racist mental patient. No, but now you're everyone that was 
in the middle is now liberal. Like a Joe Scarborough was a Republican. He's now a liberal. He's so, but he's really just a normal person. He thinks normal things with some, with some tax cuts or whatever, but he's normal thinking in the sense that if there's a pandemic, we all have to take care of everybody. Right. And like, so, but, normal, but now it's crazy. Where, how do we get normal back? How do we get the middle back? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, what Neil's saying is that I think what he's saying is that in the last <laughs> four years, when things have gone completely, you know, batshit crazy, if you're not batshit crazy and you look around, it's like, well, we only have two parties. We have the batshit crazy party, and then we have this other party that I didn't used to agree with, but they're not batshit crazy. So I guess I'm with the people who are not batshit crazy. Like, I don't think Joe Scarborough considers himself a Democrat, but I think he also doesn't consider himself to be batshit crazy. So he's kind of like, like, and I think Neil's right. So when the batshit crazy look at it, Joe Scarborough, they see there's no difference between Joe Scarborough and Bernie Sanders, which is insane. Yeah, right? I mean, crazy. like, right. you know, I mean, we, you know, and, 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 and I think that like the debates between between Joe Scarborough and Bernie Sanders are important. Look, I'm a liberal. I'm not ashamed to say that. But I also am not ashamed to say that some of the best ideas we've ever had in this country have come by listening to each other and adopting pieces of it. Obamacare came from a conservative think tank's idea of how we can give everybody health care within the market rather than the government doing it. Social Security came from the idea of, of, of conservatives saying, rather than give people a pension, why not have them put money in for their pension that they can take out later? Right? Like, so it, it's, let's not pretend that there's no such thing as a good conservative idea, but I will say that there's no such thing as a good batshit crazy idea. So, <laughs> so I, th I think that's kind of like where we're at now. Like Joe Scarborough is in the not batshit crazy department, which it's, if you're if you're batshit crazy, you call him a socialist, right? Because everyone who's not batshit crazy is a socialist. Yeah, those are the two categories. True. For okay. them. All right, my, my, I got I one more journalism. Hurry up. Last question. So if I start my own website and I start mm -hmm. spitting out stuff quickly, am I a journalist? Like, when do I become a journalist? <laughs> Once MSNBC picks up one of my, like, how do I become Politico or whatever? Because there's so many websites now with... So I think, Neil, you have been listening into my class because oh, early yeah. in my journalism class, Woo. we spend, we have that discussion. That, Thank you. Know, you. What makes someone a journalist? It was, yeah. it was easy to tell that until 20 years ago, right? Like, right. But now, you know, it's really, really hard to determine. You know, a lot of people think in terms of if you don't work for a respected journalistic outlet, you're not a journalist. If you don't make money at it, you're not a journalist. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I, I, my feeling on it is anybody who practices, um, who, who, who follows the kind of basic rules of, of traditional objective journalism is a journalist if he or she follows those rules. So if you start a website tomorrow and you go out and start trying to report, as long as you're following the rules, to me, you're a journalist. Like, to me, because anything you report on your little website and that you then tweet could be picked up conceivably by anyone. What if Neil... So it does all the rules of journalism perfectly, but there's a naked picture of a woman <laughs> on the website as well. You mean for the clicks to get the clicks? Yeah, to get yeah, the yeah. clicks. Yeah, well, that's a different story. Well, I'm assuming that when the news outlets picked up the story, they might leave out the naked woman. <laughs> and Maybe. What, all right, so you can still be a journalist with naked people on your yeah, website. Yeah, I'm going to put my uh, on TikTok. That's where I'll start my journalism. Oh, I, would, I would advise against the nudity on your news website. Yeah, no. there you go. They, well, yeah, that's so good advice from Mitchell. It. All right, let's move on. <laughs> That was fun. I, Neil got the last question. I'm it was a better journalist. That's uh, what I found out by that. Yeah. I'm adding that to my resume. Uh, this, I said you can be a journalist. I didn't say you are a journalist. Don't get a big head. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do my journalist, <laughs> and my news reporter. This just in, no, Neil. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Third corner I want to do today, passwords, like completely different subject. Okay. Passwords. I 
Neil, I now have a like a serious book. I have a ten page. I can print out ten pages of passwords of passwords yeah, yeah, yeah. on regular letter size paper. Ten. I have a book. I have a lot of, of passwords. So it, I'll listen to you guys first on this, but I have a lot of problems with that. Yeah, I have crazy. I mean, I need. Can't there just be one password that I can have for everything that's uncrackable? <laughs> you know what I mean? One, just one uncrackable password. That's all I want. I have this book. I can publish a book at this point of passwords, and it's, it's very frustrating. You have a book? You have them all written down? No, I have them all in my memory and my computer. And Memory? And- you know, like that's it just, going. It just comes up when you press it in the website. You know what I mean? Not that's my, what I'm worried about. I'm gonna be 90 years. Mem- I don't remember anything. No, I don't have any in memory. I'm talking when I automatically filled out every time. Oh, every you don't want to do that. You could be. You could totally be. Hacked I know, but doing I don't know how else to do it. I'm not gonna remember them. I and you not write gonna, them down. So I can't remember them because I got to put a symbol. I got to put a star, a, a dollar sign, a dash. <laughs> and before you know it, I've three dashes, two dashes. If I if they're not in the computer. When I click onto the site and put my email in and then it, it, it fills in itself, they don't mm-hmm. autofill, I'm done. Mitchell, do you have a book? Um, I, I won't. Just, my wife said I'm not allowed to disclose my password uh, uh, strategies. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, she did say that. She was joking, though. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I just, uh, I have, yeah, I have, a, I, I have a one place I put all my, my passwords and I have to refer back to them. The, the, my, the problem with mine is that um, it's much harder for me to access it from my phone than it is from my laptop. So, like, I'll be in a situation, like, mm. I'm somewhere, and someone says, oh, just Venmo it. And I'm like, okay. And I open the Venmo app, and it asks for that four-digit code, and I have no fucking idea what that number is. So, so if I was at home, I would just look on the computer exactly right. where I know where it is, and it would be two seconds. But I'm sitting now out in public with my phone, and now I'm now scrolling through my phone, through my bad system, trying to figure it out. And the person's standing there like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why can't you just Venmo me the 25 bucks? And I'm like, I'm looking for the code. Wait a minute. You don't know your code? No, I don't know the code. And I'm like, you know, if you don't use something very often, how you know you're not gonna remember it. So like yes, I have I, I, I think I am where Lenny is, although I, I don't know what the what the what the solution is because I don't want people being able to get into my account. That's a great short film. He gets he gets held hostage. You either Venmo me the twenty five dollars, I'm gonna blow your brains out and he's tied up in the chair and he's holding the phone. They're like, You have what's the code? What's I don't know. I'm old I you know, screw so it would be a very short movie if it was about me because the guy would say that, and I'd put my phone down and say, just shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's a good short film. Yeah, that is just a short film. Just shoot me. Wait, you don't – you you write stuff down in an actual folder in a book outside of your computer? I have, like, pieces of paper, just like like actual paper. I have nothing like that. All See, that's of my mine thing. are loaded in the computer, and if I no. haven't – they're written nowhere. What do you mean written nowhere? You they're, just put it in the computer. They're just put in the... Oh, you just put it in... actual website. They're being so held. What happens if you the, have to, like, wipe out your system for some reason? You're going to lose all of them. I'll lose everything. <laughs> and then I'll have to reset Again, everything. Again, stupid. What I, are you doing? I would say on an average week, I say forget... Pa- I go to the link that says forget password at least three to four <laughs> times a week. <laughs> on, that would drive me nuts. Sites, if I have on to, all my sites. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you reset it, and you just go back in. And I just reset it, and, I, and it's, it's oh, like that's what that's why I'm so confused. Because it, it used to be like God. five, four dashes. Like it used to be two numbers and four dashes at the end because they started making you. You know how they make you do the complicated <laughs> shit, like yeah. And they actually ask you to pick the 
craziest password ever. Yeah. That one password is like two six A B dash. You know that that says that this is a great password. Oh, okay. You and I never pick that. Because so they shame you if it's too if it's too simple. They shame you. They, they shame say you. like yeah. you put it in. It's like, it's like too weak. simple. Well, they say weak. They tell you weak. weak. Yeah, you're a pussy. Yeah. 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 I don't want to be called weak. I'm a medium guy. Yeah. (laughs) A medium guy, I got a chance to remember. A a strong password, I'm done. And and honestly, I, I came to the conclusion a long time ago that I could care less if everybody has all my passwords. Really? Because what are they going to take? I have nothing valuable. See, no, at that's all. funny. I have that's nothing funny. that if they want to hack into anything, go, go, go after it. There's no room <laughs> on any credit card. Apple, your beloved Apple account. That, what are they going to do? Watch, read my shitty emails about J crew. I, I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. No secrets. <laughs> well, oh I, I, I will say that like the, the thing about passwords is that, you know, it's something like uh, uh, getting it back to journalism. Obviously, as a journalism professor and as someone who's interested in sports and news, I must have eight subscriptions, you know, like or more even. Like, I, you know, I, I have the local Westchester paper. I have the New York Times. I have the Washington Post. I've got the Athletic for sports. I've got ESPN for sports. I've got the New Yorker. I've got Vanity Fair. So I've got a bunch of, you know, different different ones. And, you know, even if you tell, like Neil was saying, you can allow the your browser to remember so that you don't have to put in your password every time. But from time to time, that all gets wiped out, right? right. Yeah. So there, there's no worse feeling than me, like, looking on Twitter, seeing, like, an athletic article, clicking on it, and it's saying, you should subscribe to The Athletic. And it's like, it's the sinking feeling like, oh, fuck, i got to find the password. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, and uh. then you realize that if it's that one, it's going to be all of them. And then I look at The Washington Post, I need to find the password. And each and every one of them. So, yes, I think one of the saddest days for me each, every three, four months, is when my browser forgets all of my <laughs> No, That is the worst that feeling. Is a sad when day. you click on, like, a Washington Post article, you're like, I want to read that. It's like, $1, please. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not I'm not giving a you a dollar. dollar. Yeah, but yeah. they got me to click it. Yeah, you bastard. You, bastard. So you, guys, you guys want journalism. You say you don't want propaganda. You want journalism, but you're not willing to pay for it. Not a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I got, Are you kidding? I want the to... digital... Who's, I the pay, Washington Post digital subscription, I think, for your first year is twenty nine bucks for the year. That's that's outrageous. No, I pay for Apple News, which gives me everything. I used to use Flipboard, and then Flipboard everything started oh, getting cut Flipboard. cut yeah. off. So now I'm Apple News lets you read everything. So I'm paying for Apple News, but I don't even know how that works. I just go to a different news source. If I have to read an article, because there's nine articles about the same thing. No, like, I, I know. Yeah, I want to read. How do you know if you're not reading Tucker Carlson? On that, it, that's you? true. I mean, now I, I just think everybody's Tucker Carlson. They've made me so cynical <laughs> that I'm like, seriously, I used to like any, let's say the Giants, right? Uh, the, the free agency starting. And I would read like every, it's just opinion. There's no fact anymore. It's just nine guys right. with a giant podcast, and they're talking about, oh, they should go get this guy. This guy's overrated. This guy's. I get now. I'm mad. I, I actually start looking at who wrote it to go. Who is this guy? And then if you go, if you go look at the thing, right? Oh god, it's like terrible. these people are just dorks. Who <laughs> some guy who again? It's like Neil Potter started a fucking website. A perfect example: Supermarket Sweep. Every once in a while, an article will pop up like. The worst show, like whatever it is, where they they ripped somebody new, and I'm like, let me go find this fucking guy, right? So I go looking for this guy. He's just some doofus in Georgia who does like you know just writes about anything, and it got picked up by some 
service as like an independent writer just writing an article and we'll take it for yeah. vulture or whatever this crap is and he destroyed your career and he destroys your career <laughs> yeah and then he's like and then next thing i know he's on i look at i look him up he's on youtube eating testing fried chicken <laughs> like what i know well, there's a lot of reviews like that i mean there's a lot of things hey like that. lenny can you uh, can i have a step away from the keyboard okay exactly. we do not want to have we don't need to have these i don't want to read an article about you like going nuts and going after someone no but joking aside, dead serious, like it's up to us as consumers, you know, I'm going to take a really kind of like, um, uh, um, uh, like, a, like an, a really kind of low importance example to make my point so we can, so we can see. Okay. So the, we, we had a tragedy a couple of days ago. The Islanders captain hurt his knees after the year, right? right. So for Lenny and I, this is a big deal, right? Yeah. So now, of course, everyone is talking about, you know, it, there's now a, a salary cap exemption because he went on the long-term uh, injured reserve. So, you know, maybe the Islanders can make a deal, right? So now everyone who has ever seen a hockey game seems to have posted who the Islanders should trade for, right? right. And a great example is I pay for the athletic, right? Yeah. So Arthur Staple, who used to be the, the beat writer for the Islanders for Newsday, is now at The Athletic. He is an actual reporter. He actually talks to people in the industry. Mm -hmm. He knows things. Mm -hmm. So he put together a column of 25 people they could trade for, divided into people on the last year of their deal and people who are not on the last year of their deal, and went through a paragraph on each one, not just based on, like, what the guy sitting in Georgia, you know, <laughs> thinks or whatever, but, like, based on, like, his knowledge and his contacts and talking to people, what would be the odds of it happening, what would be, uh, why it would work, why it wouldn't work, and things like that. So I, I read the article, and I thought it was really interesting because I've been saying all along that, that it's when Pickens. It's not like the exemption's going to help that much because there's not that much out there. And I texted... Um, uh, 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 Lenny and my, and my mutual friend Phil Allison to say, like, you know, I just read Staples' article, and if you want to know how bad the, the, the you know the, the list is, you know, it, this is three, this is four, and by the time we get to nine and ten, it's Brassard and Footbula, right? Right. And then and then Phil writes back to me, well, I don't subscribe to the Athletic, but I found this, and it was a uh, it was a link to <laughs> the guy from uh, Georgia, guy, probably <laughs> the guy from Georgia who had a list of three, right? <laughs> three, dumb, dumb, and, and dumb, like, right? And that's right. So, that's frightening. But I have so, to hear this point. But for 50 bucks a year, I can get the right answer. That's yeah. right. For yeah. 50, but that's the no, narrative lies the point. Not only do I have to have 50 bucks a year to spend on the right answer, but I got to remember the password for yet another <laughs> site. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bringing it all Wait, back. Is Apple News good? That's what I go by now. I Not love Apple back News. Back to passwords. Wait, is, I got a password question. Go ahead. Wait, is Apple News a good feature? Do you Probably not. It's Apple. Oh, okay. Who's what do you see? Like, oh, literally the got, Apple I News reported for, today for fifteen dollars a month. I get every. I know it's not a good deal for, I get, the, for the publishers. It's not a good deal for the for the for the uh, journalists. I know I get every yeah. magazine, every newspaper. <laughs> I get everything for fifteen dollars a month on Apple News. Yeah, and the papers and the magazines get almost nothing. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's not a good thing. Okay, that's answer that. Okay, wait. <laughs> my password question. Go ahead. Netflix came out two days ago yeah. and said they're going to start cracking down. I yeah. have my passwords for shit out to everybody. I love giving my Netflix, HBO Max. I give my password yeah, coming to for everybody you. and anybody. We're all fucked. So Thank you, so, Neil. So much so that all the time I can't watch Netflix at my own house. Because <laughs> everybody's on it. This happens all. Me and Beth are like, so I have to call somebody to go, can you just log off for a second? And then, <laughs> do you give your passwords out all the Netflix? Do you give them out to everybody? No. 
You're the nicest guy I know. Thank you. Thank you for letting yeah. us watch one day of Hulu. I thought everybody just gave him out. You know what's funny about no. that story, Mitchell? <laughs> he gave us his Hulu password so we can watch. What were we watching? Ted Lasso or whatever. Yeah. Oh, some movie or whatever it was. No, Ted Lasso Rami. Apple, yeah. Yeah, Rami. 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 Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what was it? $1.99? It was five ninety nine. Five ninety nine a month, but that's for, with the commercials. With the commercials, <laughs> you could go to six ninety nine a month and get no commercials. But I like commercials. I, I don't pay for no commercials. <laughs> so I'm dealing I, with I these the commercials. Bundle. I have the Hulu, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus bundle, and the best thing about it is one password for all three. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, and you don't give that if someone asks you. You you do not give that I out. I can guarantee you he doesn't give it out. <laughs> what I do not give it out. In fact, I have a friend. I hope he's not listening because I didn't talk to about with him. Who, about a month ago, asked me said he was going to get ask me for my Disney Plus um, login for because he wants to watch The Mandalorian. Right. And I already decided if he asked me again, I was going to Venmo him like twenty bucks and say subscribe for a couple of months. I'm not giving you my password. <laughs> there you go. Oh, really? See, this is that's what I'm talking about. That's you what you got to do. You don't give people what would you no. give people the Hulu password nope. that I gave you? No, really? Of course not. Oh, okay. What? I didn't, I always felt guilty getting it from you. I don't want to know you uh, dumb password. I no, I'm that person. I I love giving those passwords you know out I, because I want I want to rip those companies off. I bet I you know like what's coming next is the two way authentication for that as well. So it's like you know. Oh yeah. yeah. So you're gonna have to. Well, it, your phone's well, gonna keep gonna going have to give off. People's email passwords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What a nightmare. You're, I'm gonna log into Hulu with your password. Your phone's gonna go off in the middle of something. You're gonna be like, wait, where did this just come from? And I'm gonna have to text you, Hey, did you just get a code? Can you send me back the code? Oh, I'm gonna have to put back that in the does code. happen. That does <laughs> happen. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. not do that anymore. I think it happens with somebody it's just the other day. That's five ninety nine. It happened with somebody the other day. I think it happened with my parents that I had to send them the code to get into the. I rented a movie on Apple and they got. Yeah, so that happened. All I know is I. And then the last thing for this thing, a lot of stuff is on my phone. Like you said, it's built in or whatever. If I ever lose my phone at this point, I think my life is over. Because yeah, people could get whatever they. Right? If you don't have like a code to like break into the phone, whatever, it, you're. Yeah. It's done. They, you get, they get everything. They get all your contacts. They get all. They can make your life miserable if you lose that phone. That phone, if it ever goes four feet away from me, it, the thing should ex- go off. <laughs> like there should be a button. I'm not even joking. There should be a button that, like Mission Impossible, will disintegrate your phone in five seconds if you type in enough code into a phone, a real pay phone. I hear a business opportunity. Get on it. Dun dun. Wait, dun, can I dun, say one dun, more thing dun, about a password? Dun, 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 yeah. PayPal. Do you guys use PayPal? Ever? Yeah. They yeah. somehow they've avoided the password problems. They I just still have the same password I've had for like twenty years. With oh, that's PayPal. true. I do have they, a couple that do have the same. They have no. You don't have to put encryption. symbols and shit. You yeah. just can still put like uh, yeah. Yankees. Yeah, that's my password. That's Yankees. It. No numbers. Yeah, no but way. you don't want to do that because all those are out there on the dark web. You know, I get the spam emails trying to threaten me and stuff. And they always say, we know your password. And they write the password I used in 1998 when I, like, for everything. Oh, I really? On the internet for the mm. first time. Yeah. And I, I haven't used that password, obviously, for, for, like, 15 years, 20 years. But that's how they try and scare you into thinking that they have your information. That we, you know, we know your password is, and then they say it. And I'm like, oh, what shit. is this, a time machine? You know, because unless <laughs> it's a time machine, you don't have my password. You're in, you're in misery right now in 1998 on a different timeline. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Wow, who thought passwords would be so entertaining? I told you. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was suspicious, but Lenny, I gave you the benefit of the doubt. There you go. See, I, we could have we could have gone forever. I had ten more questions to bring up. Anyway, <laughs> th- let's do uh, this, that, and the other thing. It's a game where I give you a choice of one of two things, or you can go off the board. That's how it works. Okay. So, would you like? We'll and this is the sports edition, Neil. So we can talk a little sports with Mitchell. Um, all right. Number one: Yankees win the World Series, or Islanders win the Stanley Cup. And for Neil, it's Yankees win the World Series. Or Steelers win the Super Bowl. What sport are the Islanders in? That would be hockey. Very funny. Neil hates hockey. (laughs) All right. So, Neil, we'll we'll start with you then. Yankees or winning the World Series or Steelers winning the Super Bowl? Uh, Now, which one's going to happen first? Now, which one would you rather have happen? Definitely the Steelers. Why? Because I'm just, uh, that's my team. That's, That's just in me. Mm. That's who I am. Well, Roethlisberger just signed, so you're in good shape for another. Yeah, but the problem is they both have one big flaw. The Steelers have Tomlin. The Yankees have Cashman. N- won't win with either one of them. Oh! Boom. Journalism! But, but they won in 2009 with Cashman. They won in all those that years with Cashman. That is not journalism. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I keep throwing that in. I'm looking that was for opinion. Some, I'm looking for some... Uh, that is Tucker Carlson through and through. <laughs> ah, yeah. shit! Yeah. Tucker Carlson would be like... Are there Steelers racists? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Mitchell. Yankees or Islanders? So um, my strategic answer is Islanders because I figure if I don't wish the Islanders to winning the Stanley Cup, they never will, whereas the Yankees mm. will eventually win one. Mm-hmm. So I'll say the Islanders so I can get one with the Islanders, and then the Yankees will naturally win one eventually. <laughs> and, and how emotional do you get when one of those teams would win? I would get much more emotional with the Yankees winning, to be honest, because that's really, you know, my that's my team. I do I do love the Islanders. It's, you know, I do follow hockey, but baseball is my sport. It's always been my sport, so I'm much more emotional about the Yankees. But like I said, the Islanders are not winning a Stanley Cup in my lifetime. So if that could happen somehow, that'd be awesome. Mm. What about you? Um, I want the Yankees to win the World Series. And do you cry? I don't cry, but I. But you get emotional because you don't cry as a person, but. Let me just say this. I do feel way better because Islanders I'll watch, mm, what do they play, 80 games a year? I, I watch, I don't know, 15 of them, maybe. Yeah. Yankees, I watch 162 fucking games. I watch yeah, all the point. playoffs. I'm watching preseason, you know, no, I'm watching working. spring training. It's work. I'm, oh, without that. And I can talk line and yeah. verse about the Yankees, you know. I mean, forget yeah. about it. Um, well, I always remember when the Steelers. Wait, Lenny, you didn't watch all the Islander playoff games? I watched all the Islander No, games. I watch most of the Islander playoff games. Yeah. I'm just saying the Yankees, I'm like, I am so invested. It's almost, and it's annoying. My wife's like, let's go outside. No, it's too. 85 and perfect. I'm like, mm, but they're when in the eighth. When we were at the Super Bowl, and I turned around and the Giants beat the Patriots and me and Lenny that was pretty good and I turned around and behind me was like four (laughs) grizzly old veterans New England like they all had to be like 70 years old all four of them crying (laughs) and I was like I gotta love my team more. Yeah, so you I'm should. looking for tears. I, I I get emotional when the Steelers win. It was the best, the, the one of the great moments of my existence. They're yeah. going. They you could tell all these people spent so much money to go see the coronation of the king. You know yeah, them yeah. going 19 and 0, whatever it was, and they lost crying and but big burly men. It was so great. 
Uh, I haven't heard seen that. I haven't seen men crying that bad in one place since like <laughs> Philadelphia when I saw that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You could you gay men were just bawling. That crushed me. In the I cried like a baby in that movie. Uh, it's hard to. Te- I was gonna say to you me. don't have to be a gay man to cry at Philadelphia. Yeah, no, I mean I tear up, but there was yeah. like like ten tissue things going on behind me. That that hits you harder if you're a gay man. All right, number two, front row tickets to the Yankees, front row season tickets to the Yankees, or front row season tickets. To the Islanders, I'll go with that one, Mitchell. Uh, you can go first. Front row ticket. You go first. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Yankees, of course. Front row to the Yankees. That's. I mean, you know what I'm going to say. Of course, the Yankees, because I got to eat that lobster meal. <laughs> that gets us in that restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah, I only mean, because I don't even care if I'm watching the game. I'm going for dinner, because that dinner is unbelievable. I, it's, it makes you sick, but it's unbelievable. I have to say, one of the great moments of my. I mean, I. I tell Leslie this all the time. Like I thanked her so much. She was like enough already. You know, like it was just, it's the greatest experience of all time from soup to nuts. From the time you walk in, they just treat you better. It's just, it's like first class on a plane. It's no, I literally, and the cherry on the Sunday was that you were supposed to be in the upper deck with me and Phil. So you were enjoying all that, knowing that we were sitting in the 400 section watching the same game. Well, I did, you know, he didn't mention that. That's just a perk. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is when I got there, I was like, oh, how can I make myself more valuable in this situation? I was like, I'm kind of doing security for Leslie. And sure enough, I was like protecting her. And so she'd call me, she'd ask me back a bunch of times. So I was like protecting. And here's the saddest thing. The day she left Saturday Night Live, that's over. We're never going again. Those are good seats. So good seats. And she's, you know, oh, God. Oh, it hurts. And now she lives in Los Angeles. <sighs> I had a moment, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone. Um, Super Bowl tickets or World Series ticket game seven? Mm. Mm. You want me to go first? Yeah, go. Super Bowl. Really? Still don't? Yeah. Wait, think, what if the tickets are... I think, I mean, World Series Game 7 is unbelievable, especially if it was the Yankees, but I, I think Super Bowl just because the whole event is just different, and it's just, it's really the greatest energy I feel when I'm at that game. I can't describe it. You feel good about yourself. Um, Mitchell? Well, I haven't followed up on a decade, so I would choose ALDS Game One over the Super Bowl. So I mean, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> All right, regular season Yankees. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I would. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, 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 kidding aside, if you gave me, well, I don't know, because it's like the Super Bowl is an event, so I might take the Super Bowl over the regular season versus Toronto. But like, but I seriously, ALDS Game Two, I would take over the World Series. I mean, over the Super Bowl. Um. Wow, that hurts. To let that you just hurt a lot of people. <laughs> I, we just lost a lot of listeners. The NFL's not <laughs> like uh, people are like. It's oh, I like, it's okay. I like this guy, but now he's just a dork. That's <laughs> yeah. what that, you know. Um, I'm sorry, I don't watch the NFL anymore. He doesn't watch the NFL. Um, I think, to be honest with you, I've said this a million ad nauseum. Just tell me which one of those games, the Super Bowl or World Series Game Seven, is my team going to win? Because yeah, the one that wins, that's the one I want to go to because there is nothing worse than leaving a stadium, a Super Bowl, and your team loses. And there's not, I've been to the, you know, I was at the game seven, 2004, when the Red Sox finally beat the Yankees. At it was Yankee like stadium. 11-1 in that, the second Yeah, <laughs> it was brutal. In fact, I tell that story all the time. Kevin Brown's warming up in the outfield. I just saw him warming up and I was like, we're dead. Yeah, with yeah. debt. He had not. He had nothing warming up. You could tell. <laughs> yeah. I like this guy was just 
He could throw to his children, maybe. You know, it was that bad. got ugly fast. Yeah, it was bad. So that was a really bad one. But I was also there the year before for Aaron Boone, Game Seven. So that was like, so that's the high into the low. Let me tell you something. There's, uh, just tell me which one the win. I've been, we've been to the Super Bowl. Neil and I have both been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they've all been good. All good. Yeah. Wait, but right. even when but they lost, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Short of a helmet catch, right? Short of a helmet catch kind yeah. of moment. I don't, I don't feel like there's anything in a football game that has that kind of weight on one play. Like I was there when Brocious hit the home run with two outs in the ninth mm-hmm. inning. I was there when Reggie hit the three home runs. I was there for Chambliss' home run in 76. Mm-hmm. I, I was there when A-Rod hit the home run in the ninth inning against the Angels in, right. 2000, in 2009. Right. Like those moments. I was there when Raul Ibanez hit the two homers in the 2012 ALDS against the Orioles, right? Like those moments, like the, even the Ibanez one, let's take that one. Yeah. I, don't, I cannot think of a single moment in a football game that could feel the same as when Ibanez hit that ninth inning home run to tie the game. No, no, no. Like no. it was just I, I yeah, would agree. I would agree with that. I mean, the Super Bowl definitely falls into like, oh, you got into the cool party. That's part of it for me. You know what I mean? Like I finally got invited to the – because there's, there's the halftime show. There's the pregame. There's the – there's the oh my god you're at the Super Bowl to everybody you know in your life so it there's the Super Bowl has that part to it too like the party part to it well for, I mean for the, what it is for for what for good or bad that's part of that Super Bowl thrill I know what he's saying the end of the game happens at the end of the game for baseball you know the guy hits a walk off home run I mean that's the end your team wins I mean that euphoric moment is big but it was just as big. I've been to all of them. I was going just as crazy when, I mean, Plaxico Burris is, I see him come open. They throw him that touchdown. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. And it was just, and then it's even more tension because they got to hold Tom Brady. And then when it ends and, and, and there's not too much left, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's still it's tense. It's tough. I mean, even I, it's a tough one. I would even throw in March madness when I was there with my parents watching Virginia and March madness, make a run. And, that's pretty electric. Oh, the too. last second shot. It's hard big. to compare which one's more electric sports, you know. But it, that it, is true. I think they're all pretty electric. Um, like I said, just show me the team that wins. You know, if I'm the, if I'm uh, the big fan of, uh, what's that kid for Arizona? Hung Yu Kim, whatever. What's his name? Oh yeah, yeah. When he throws the, uh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you like to be his family? Too, I know. <laughs> Twice in two days. Yeah. Oh, I was at yeah. one of them. Yeah. It was just—I couldn't believe yeah, it. I was at the first one. You were at the other one. I was at the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got it covered then. Yeah. There you go. All right. All. <laughs> um. Okay. All expense. All expenses paid trip to spring training in Florida or the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. That's this one's for Neil. And I got to get. Um. What can we make it comparable for uh, Mitchell? No, I'm going to surprise your answer. Go to Neil and then come to me. Oh, okay. Go, Neil. Those Spring are training in Florida. Believe it or not, I think pro I'm going to go for. I don't. I hate the Pro Bowl, so I'm going for spring training. It kind of sounds fun and interesting. Well, I really won't go to that many games. I mean, I'll go to the games, but just it's more of a hangout. It sounds like, it, although I'm in Florida, which is depressing. Maybe I'll go to the Arizona one. I'll go to the Arizona spring training and watch some of those teams. Mm, good one, <laughs> there you go. Mitchell. Pro Bowl. First of all, Hawaii spring training is boring. Right. No. I don't. I, I when I, I those three years I went to University of Miami Law School, I could have gone to as many spring training games as I wanted. The Yankees weren't Fort Lauderdale then. 
I, but I went, whenever I went, I was bored out of my mind. Well, the Yankees were terrible then, but that was part of it. You know, but mm-hmm. still, you know, the games don't mean anything. You're in a crappy little stadium. It's, 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 there's no appeal to me of spring training. And having lived in Florida for three years, I can tell you there's no appeal to me of, for being in Florida. <laughs> whereas, <laughs> we, we, whereas, I mean, I get a free trip to Honolulu, and all I have to do is spend three hours in a stadium to get it? I yeah. Mean, it's like a timeshare thing. That, you get through the timeshare meeting, so you can get, you can get the, the gift. I'll, I'll sit through the three-hour Pro Bowl so I can have my three days in Honolulu. Done. Uh, I agree with that. I think I want to change my answer. That's too good of a point. Um, <laughs> if you've ever been to Hawaii. Yes. That's the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Um, I've been once. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, I love spring training. I think I love spring training more from afar. Like, I love, wa- you know, if I'm watching it from here, you know, like, and yep. they just get the highlights of, oh, let's see what this kid's well, what got. what did you choose? Yeah. Hawaii. Oh, you chose Hawaii. What are you, nuts? Lenny's been to Hawaii. He did a CrossFit training. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's another story. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Last one. Let's do. CrossFit honeymoon. All right. Dinner with Woody Allen. Oh, shit. Or OJ Simpson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> each one's gonna draw a lot of stairs <laughs> it's like well you could you probably eat a restaurant in the uh, back shit i mean woody allen or oj simpson woody allen before the hbo documentary or not, after right now oh, right woody now. allen calls you want to go to um neil you want to get a dinner <laughs> well i'll show my total sellout actor side of myself yep I'm going for Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. He yeah. might put you in a oh, film. Been, he might put you in a film. Woody Allen is definitely. I'm going to. I can't do O.J. Simpson. I mean, it, uh, yeah. Um, Which one eats faster? <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect question. That, that perfect, would be an important yeah, data point for me. <laughs> yeah, that would be. And uh, is anybody? How many people are at this restaurant? I would <laughs> like to go to breakfast with. OJ, just to go. I mean, can I get some juice? With, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about with OJ. There is a lot to talk I'm about. Sorry, that jokes. They should suspend you from the cellar when they, they open for weeks. For that <laughs> they joke. should. That's what you get from you're done for a year. But I mean, where do you bring it up? Like, uh, so OJ, uh, you you'd have to it. bring it up. It would be like, uh, could you pass the garlic bread? Yeah. Did you kill her? No. Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> I'll have some. So what happened that night? <laughs> Were you mad at her? Yeah. You're driving away because why? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, Wait, he's got a Mitchell's got a, Mitchell didn't say. He was very non I did. Oh, I didn't say. I got out of I asked you. My, I said my data point is which one eats faster. Yeah. Oh, I guess if I, have to, if I have to choose, I would say at least with Woody Allen, I could ask him about some of the movies, right? I could yeah, say like, true. you know. Yeah, so I mean, I would have something to say, you know. I mean, be like, okay, can we put aside for a second that you're a sexual molester, and can we talk about that scene in Annie Hall? You yeah. Know? No, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to have dinner. I wouldn't want to have dinner with either one of them. But I guess if I had to choose, I would choose Woody Allen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All of us are with Woody. Well, well there you go. We're New Yorkers. I mean, what can he, you tell we him? had this discussion. He did make great films. I mean, I. It's a tough one. It's a tough dinner. Yeah. All right, let's moving on. All right, the way we end the show every week is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. I had such a good week, Neil, in a very weird way. I'm going to go first this week. Okay. My wife got the vaccine, right? She lived good. through that. That's good. A couple of days there. Her mom got her second shot yesterday. She's going through it a little bit right now, but she should be good. That's good. We turned the clocks ahead, which you know I love, right? There's a hint of warm weather, even though today it's freezing and yesterday sucked. But it's warm. I'm liking the warm weather. Spring training's in full swing. Nobody's dead but Britain at this point. I'm doing okay. Um, he'll be back. Like major. He'll be back. Yeah, I'm so far so good. Gary Sanchez, they're all 
kissing his ass right now, and it actually looks like he's making contact with the baseball, so I'm happy. <laughs> okay, Leslie News is a cooking. Yeah. We have nothing to mention yet, but it's getting there. Her Uber Eats commercials are out, and They're people really, are loving them. Really good. You really saw them? Yeah, yeah really there funny. you go. Really funny. Apparently, and you'll see the influence that I had on yeah. a couple of them. Oh, yeah, got it. Yeah, you. you'll see. And um, that's it. It's. I think it's... I had a good week. That is a good week. I, my I mean, one good week, I one mean, good thing, then, I had and, 10 good things. And really, it's just all about Gina just being healthy, and that's the best part of the is week. Is that because she just walked in? What? Yeah. Neil, one good thing or one bad thing of the week? Well, you know, I was going to mention something else about March Madness, but I decided sticking with the journalism theme in my new career as a journalist. <laughs> now, yeah. I don't know if you realize, on my iPhone... He's probably going, <laughs> no. which Kardashian is the best? <laughs> on my iPhone, it does a little thing every week. I, I've been mm-hmm. reading the Mike Nichols book on my iPhone. Oh, God. And it says, and it says, uh, congrats, you had a good day of reading today. <laughs> and it, it literally, I only read like one page and it gives me a congrats. But last night I got the ultimate congrats from Apple. Go ahead. That goes, congrats, you've read four days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and I never felt better about myself. I'm like, hell yeah, four. It has a, a little four on my phone. <laughs> four in a row, baby. There you go. How great is that? <laughs> I give up. It's only four pages too over four days. It's an it's insane that they congrat that they get me with that little congrat. You are a sucker of yeah, suckers. I know. All right. Mitchell. You know, the good thing, bad thing thing doesn't work so great in the pandemic because every day seems exactly the same. But, oh, um, come but, on. But I think that's, but I think that's, I think you're right. I think there, and, and I, what I was going to say, because I knew you were going to ask me this and you stole my answer is turning the clocks forward really helps mm. because I, there's nothing more depressing than, you know, like driving home from work at like, you know, five o'clock and it's pitch black yeah. or I, I walk the dog every night and it's like going out into the, you know, the darkness and, you know, and, 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 and the, the last, after we, 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 we turn the clocks forward, it's not quite yet. I'm still, it's still dark when I walk her, but like mm-hmm. as I'm getting her ready to go, it's still kind of light out. And I can see that in, in like maybe two weeks we'll be in the light when I, when I walk her. So, and it'll be a little warmer. Uh, that's, that's a, uh, yeah, honestly, you don't think they should I'm not take complaining the, about the weather. Should we keep? You know, when it's when it's cold, I can put on you know warmer clothing and I'm fine. But yeah. I can't make it light out. I don't have that power. So the, <laughs> now there there is a movement just to take away this whole thing. Do you yeah, think do you want to keep it? Away? You want to keep daylight savings time the whole year? So it would mean it be it would get dark. It would get dark later the whole year. Is that the point? Yes. I'm in because to me it's all about the light. It's not about the temperature when I walk her at night. It's there all about go. the light. What about the morning so when it's pitch time. black? Uh, that's my wife's problem. She does the morning walk. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have her on next week. You're like, anyway, screw her. Mitchell, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for doing this again. Your Twitter is at Mitchell Bard. You can catch yeah, this him. This was you, amazing. Thank you. So you can much. catch him on his couch rooting for Iona in the NCAA oh, yeah. Good uh, luck with tournament. That. Good luck with that. We'll be rooting for you. Um, is there any uh, Instagram or anything else you want to tout? Um, well, the only thing is that my band is actually starting a band camp page. Oh, so wow. Go ahead. Give it. Yeah. Dog Years. That's with a Y. Dog Years. Not Dog Ears. Dog Years with a Y. Dog Years and Y. Bandcamp.com. And we're going to have a, you know, not just a, not, I think we'll put one song up first and we'll slowly build it from there. So. Oh, and wow. this, wait, this is, you You do covers? What's you guys special? We do cover. We do. We, we have a couple of originals we're working on, but we mostly do covers. Uh, what do you play? So everybody knows. I, oh, I'm a drummer. Drummer, okay. And what is your your son is also a drummer. 
He's a drummer. He also sings, and he also plays bass, but he's mostly a drummer. Wow. All right. Well, let's look for that. Well, what's what's the first song you guys are going to post? Uh, a cover of Centerfold by the J. Giles Band. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. That's a great song. Nice. All right. We'll leave with that. Um, Mitchell, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks and, for having uh, me back. We'll see you in two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in my calendar. Hopefully, oh, yeah, we won't be around any pandemic. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see if. Uh, oh, I gotta say hi to my mom and dad. Okay, hi there to Neil's mom and dad. We'll see if there's uh, an autocracy or we've saved democracy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, okay, we'll probably be coming to you from the gulag if it's an autocracy. Yeah, in two years we'll be coming from some <laughs> underground bunker. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, we won't be able to say the word journalism ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We had Mitchell. Oh, really? Remember we had Mitchell? They shot him. He's yeah, dead Mitchell, now. Yeah. There's no more journalists. All right. Thanks, Mitchell. Coming for the journalism professors first. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Mitch. All right. Take care, guys. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Four Corners Podcast was created, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Lenny Marcus, executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.